It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's going on, guys? And welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti of PanthersWire.com. Hitting you guys back up. It's Saturday. Hope you guys are having a good day and a good week. Uh, we're smack in the middle now, actually really closing in now, toward the end of the NCAA tournament. Um, actually, as I'm recording this right now, the Elite Eight has gotten underway, and you have the improbable matchup right now between Loyola Chicago and Kansas State. So I'm sure, our, for all you guys listening, I'm sure your brackets are quite busted. Uh, if you are still alive in your pools, though, Congratulations and best of luck, and you must be pretty nuts to have a solid bracket still at this stage, if you do. But uh, nonetheless, exciting tournament going on right now. You know, of course, you got some of the big boys playing tomorrow, including Kansas against Duke, Villanova against Texas Tech. So it's crazy to think by the end of this weekend, the Final Four will be set. But in terms of the Panthers, we've definitely got some news to talk about. They were pretty busy on Friday, a couple of signings. We'll get into that. We're also going to dig a little more with mock drafts. We're going to look at uh, a few different sites, a couple of media outlets, and just look at who the Panthers are projected to take in the first round on those sites to give guys a little more little more insight into where everybody kind of thinks this team is going. I thought it'd be interesting to kind of look at that after doing the live mock draft a couple days ago. So kind of building on that a little bit. Uh, but first, so let's, let's talk about the signings that the Panthers made on Friday, starting with Denoris Searcy, the safety to a two-year contract. He was formerly of the Tennessee Titans, was released by the Titans – who, after he kind of fell behind the eight ball a little bit, obviously they have Kevin Byard, the all-pro safety, and then John, Jonathan Cyprian kind of stepped up a little bit for the Titans. So Searcy was on the outs. He got cut. He did appear, though, in all 16 games for the Titans last season. Racked up 26 total tackles. And one interception, also defended two passes. So he brings a little, little bit of depth to the Panthers. Um, this will now be his third team. Of course, Searcy spent the first four years of his career in Buffalo. And then spent the last three seasons in Tennessee. He, he does have Carolina roots, though. He did go to school at North Carolina. So there's that little bit. Uh, 29 years old. 
So Cersei brings a little bit of depth there at the safety position, but certainly would not rule out, or still wouldn't rule out the possibility of a safety within the first two picks for the Panthers. You know, I, I think um, I'm, I'm starting to warm up to the idea a little bit of Justin Reed as the selection at 24. I don't think that would be too much of a reach. And I think he would come in and fit right in. But Searcy does kind of give that veteran presence. And, um, you know, he could come in on as like an extra defensive back, get some snaps. So, so not, not a bad signing. And it just makes it interesting though that right now at 29 years old, he's kind of on the younger side in terms of the Panther safeties. Obviously the other starting safety right now is Mike Adams and he is 36 soon to be 37. So certainly got to get a little younger there. But overall, not a bad pickup in Searcy. They also addressed offensive line a little bit on Friday. They signed offensive lineman Jeremiah Surlis, formerly of the Vikings, but obviously, but not a whole lot of money involved. Just a one-year, $790,000 contract. He played 14 games for the Vikings. 14. St- excuse me. Played in 14 games last season for the Vikings, 28 games in total for the Vikings, making 14 starts over those two years. Um, but overall, you know, a, certainly a depth, uh, obviously a depth piece, you know, and for only $800,000, you have certainly have to think guard is very much in play still and looking over the mock drafts which we'll get into again in a little bit certainly not out of the question that guard will be that guard could very well be addressed early as well but nonetheless um 26 years old 66315 out of nebraska again spent the last two seasons with the vikings now he comes in as a very cheap uh, depth piece. You could argue that right now he would be the, the starter, but down the line he's probably going to end up as you know kind of a veteran backup if they do go out and get a uh, a young guard. And then the third signing, and the one that seems to be creating the most buzz, the one that a lot of people seem to be interested in, is Ross Cockrell, cornerback, formerly of the Giants. Signed into a two-year, $6.8 million contract. Uh, Cockrell was a guy that came in after injuries to Janoris Jenkins. And also in place of guys like Eli Apple and Dominic Rogers Cromarty. He did play in all 16 games for the Giants. Totaled 50 tackles, three interceptions. All, th- all three of those interceptions came within the last two weeks of the season. He had two in week 16 against the Cardinals, and he had one in week 17 
against the Redskins. And a lot of the buzz and a lot of the early kind of scouting reports and talk about Cockrell is that he's a he's a really intriguing player that really fits what the Panthers do on defense. You know, and certainly for for as cheap as the contract is and with the way he's able to come in and fit the system, in a way it works out really well. I mean, you go from giving Bashad Breeland a three-year, $24 million contract only to see that contract get voided because of a foot injury to giving Cockrell a two-year, $6.8 million contract after he played pretty well for the Giants and pretty well for the Steelers over two seasons. You know, that, that's certainly a bargain if things work out with Cockrell. And again, a lot of the early talks, I haven't gotten a chance to really study Cockrell yet. But I have seen some pieces that have talked about how he can be a really good fit for this Panthers defense. And so again, with how little, you know, $3.4 million a year for potentially your starting cornerback. You know, certainly the draft will be telling as far as how much they will value Cockrell. If they go with corner early then certainly they you know, would either see something in the corner or want to bring in competition for Cockwell. But if they don't go corner early, then you certainly have to think then that they've got some faith in Cockrell and really think he can come in and be the starter opposite uh, James Bradbury. So that's quick. A couple quick notes on the Panthers signings. Take a quick break, come back, and we're going to dig into some of the media mock drafts and talk about where they think the Panthers are going to go with their first pick. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Locked On Panthers podcast with me, Bill Rossetti. We'll be right back right after this. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we're back. Bill Rossetti of PanthersWire.com back with you here on Locked On Panthers Podcast. We're going to talk now mock drafts across these lovely interwebs. Um, We're going to look at CBSSports.com. I've got NFL com up and I've got DraftWire up. So we're going to look at the different mock drafts there and kind of talk about who they think the Panthers are going to take and their reasoning behind it and then kind of go from there. So we'll start with CBS Sports. This was from this is from our buddy Pete Prisco and he has the Panthers taking Will Hernandez, the guard out of UTEP. And again, we talked about earlier the signing of Surlis. 
how it certainly wouldn't take them out of the running for guard. And this is what I was referring to now. Prisco did this two days ago. So he actually did this before the signing of Surlis. But for only $800,000, I can't imagine it would change Prisco's mind too much as far as where the Panthers can go. He did write, they lost Andrew Norwell to the Jaguars, so they take a power player to take his place. And listen, I love Will Hernandez. I got a chance to see him at the Senior Bowl. I mean, the kid's just a tank. Um, and kind of looking at his story going into college, you know, this was a guy that really wasn't recruited well, uh, had a couple offers from the Pac-12, but got them pulled, ended up getting kind of a second chance at UTEP, because I believe USC offered him, and I think Arizona State offered him, uh, but he ended up having to settle for UTEP, and he certainly made the most of his time at UTEP and really developed into one of the better offensive linemen and really is going to be, I mean, he, he's going to be a high pick. He's, he's going to be one of the top guards taken and, you know, very well could land with the Panthers here. I think whoever lands Hernandez is going to get a quality guard, someone that can come in. Um, he blocks really well. He's got a big body. And he moves well for having that body. So plugging Hernandez in at left guard would really help solidify or kind of re-solidify the offensive line. At, at least, you know, particularly on the interior. So, you know, so Hernandez is definitely a guy I like and definitely has to be on the big board. Or we should say on the list of options when it comes to that 24th pick. Then we'll go to NFL.com. Looking at their mock draft central. Three guys on here. Bucky Brooks, Charles Davis, and Chad Reuter. And all these, up, all these mocks were updated within the last five days. So this is pretty recent. Bucky Brooks... Has the Panthers going with Sam Hubbard, the defensive end out of Ohio State. Charles Davis has Jair Alexander, the cornerback out of Louisville. And Chad Reuter is taking Josh Sweat, the defensive end out of Florida State. Now, out of these three guys, I probably like the Alexander pick the best. Now, again... We just talked about Ross Cockrell, and, you know, just for more context, Charles Davis's update was the most recent, but again, this was two days ago, so this was before all these signings. So you have to take the Cockrell, you certainly have to take the Cockrell, Cockrell signing into context here. Nonetheless, I am a big fan of Alexander. And remember, you kind of, and I did a profile of him a few days ago for Panthers Wire. Actually, it turned out to be kind of a split between me and Brian Palmese, because we kind of both 
did a profile on him, funnily enough, on the same day. So they just kind of combined the two of ours together to make one nice profile. But I, and, I th and I thought it came out real well, so you should go check it out. Alexander, of course, was battling his injuries in 2017, and it really affected his play and his tape and kind of his overall outlook. But if you go to 2016, and I, I believe it was the 2016 game I watched. Yeah, it was the 2016 game against Clemson. And that, of course, was the Clemson team that went on to win the national title. Alexander played fantastic. You know, he was really, really holding his own against all those receivers. And again, this that was back when Clemson had quite the list of receivers, including, of course, Mike Williams, who was drafted seventh overall by the LA Chargers. You have Deion Kane, who is going to be, who looks to be a pretty solid receiver prospect in this year's class. You had Arteva Scott, who was invited to the Senior Bowl at the end of that season. So, this was a very, very talented Clemson offensive group. And Alexander really shined in that game. And it really showed, really kind of highlighted what Alexander is and can be as a cornerback and what he can do at the next level. Again, if you, if you look past the injuries, you'll... You obviously get a better picture and, you know, whether that injury kind of affects his draft stock and, you know, maybe makes him fall out of the first round remains to be seen. You know, is he still in play for the Panthers at 24? Maybe not. You know, again, if they're fairly high on Cockrell, it probably allows Carolina to wait a little bit on cornerback. You know, it may not necessarily be such a high priority at this point, at least maybe not as much as safety. Now, funnily enough, I just did a daily mock draft for today for the Panthers, and I actually took a cornerback with the first pick. Now, only because, you know, and I like to go with you know value and kind of seeing where the players stack up and who's there. But Denzel Ward was actually sitting there on the board at number 24. Denzel Ward's probably going to be a top 10 pick in this draft. Uh, I, I think if he's there at number 10 for the Raiders, Raiders are probably snagging him. So I don't know if he's going to make it out of the top 10. There's even talk that he could go number 4 to the Cleveland Browns, provided the Browns don't trade the pick, because now people are starting to buzz. Will Buffalo move up to that spot? And obviously that's a topic for another point. But the fact is, um, Ward was sitting there with my pick for the Daily Mock, so I thought it would be fun to go there. But, again, the, you know, maybe corner's not as big of a need now in the draft as it was two days ago which is where maybe 
the other two picks on this come into play, Sam Hubbard and Josh Sweat. Now, Sam Hubbard, by all accounts, had a very disappointing pro day. So, how much is that going to affect his stock? I mean, he, he was certainly a guy that had first-round buzz. I know even in earlier mocks, uh, Hubbard was kind of pegged to the Panthers a little bit, although I've seen a couple mocks that pegged him there in the second round. So, you know, now it remains to be seen how it, you know, unfortunately, and pro days are always tough. And I, I just read a couple of, I went back and found the old scouting rules article from Dan Hatman at Inside the Pylon. And one of the rules he talked about, and it was actually, this was actually based on Matt Miller's tweet from a few years ago, but these rules kind of still stick today. And, Sure enough, I'm about to bring one up now using this as an example. The Teddy Bridgewater rule. In which you trust the film, not the workouts. Or, or let me let me put this another way. Workouts should be a small percentage of your overall grade. Because we all remember how much Teddy Bridgewater was killed after his quote-unquote below average pro day. And after going back and reading that article about, you know, the pro days and whatnot, it brought up a really good point in that we have these film gives us these expectations and we go into these players pro day expecting them to wow us. And if they're not what we're hoping for, what we expect, we come away disappointed. And that's what happened to Teddy Bridgewater and could be what happened to with Sam Hubbard. Now, he did not run the 40, so that probably that probably hurt him a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry, he didn't run the he didn't run the 40 at the combine, but he ran a sub 5-0 at the pro day. But again, and kind of some of the stuff I'm see I've seen or what the buzz is on Twitter, he disappointed a little bit on his pro day. So does that take him off the board at 24? Maybe. If the Panthers don't go edge, though, at 24, he could be possible there at 55. Now, Josh Sweat, on the other hand, another intriguing... Uh, edge player you know I really like the way he kind of got after things at Florida State you know and he was a guy that Florida State kind of moved around a little bit you know particularly kind of kicking him inside a little bit too sometimes I think but would he be in play at 24 you know I, I to be honest I really haven't seen too many first-round projections for him. Seems like he might be a little bit later on. But certainly the Panthers need to get younger at edge rusher. Now they do have guys like, obviously, Mario Addison and Wes Horton and a couple other guys back there. You know, and they did draft Deshaun Hall in the third round last year. But... 
you know, certainly never hurts to have another young edge rusher there. I mean, you can, you can never have too many pass rushers in the NFL. So if they want to go edge rusher, you know, if they do go Josh Sweat, then I'm not going to hate it because I, I think Sweat's a, a real good player. And then we will get into DraftWire. And they are also going with Will Hernandez again because of because of the loss of Andrew Norwell. In fact, I'll read the whole piece from DraftWire. The loss of left guard Andrew Norwell to the Jaguars leaves a big hole in Carolina's interior offensive line. That and the fact that center Ryan Khalil announced that the 2018 season will be his last. Let me just say two real quick before I continue with that. I want to apologize. When I did the mock draft the other day, I did say, you know, the future of Ryan Khalil is kind of up in the air. Totally slipped my mind that Khalil had already announced that he was retiring. So I apologize for that. Um, you know, so I own up to the mistake. I think I think there was something else I said that was com- a complete miss as well. Um, so I do apologize. But yes, Ryan Khalil has obviously already announced that 2018 will be his last. So there's that. There will be that hole uh, in the interior on, on the offensive line going into 2019. Um, and then they. Talk about how Hernandez is, is, you know, Mauler, which is kind of what I talked about as well. Uh, They'll say the Panthers figured to be in the playoff hunt once again this year. While a sexier pick like defensive back or wide receiver could happen at this pick, there's no denying that Hernandez would be a much-needed addition to their offensive line. And again, just a little bit of context. This was done five days ago. So this was posted on the 19th. So, again, I've already kind of discussed what I think about Will Hernandez. Um, I will mention, too, as far as guards go, I do also like Isaiah Wynn out of Georgia. I like Billy Price out of Ohio State. Um, We've kind of talked about Price before here on the show. Very versatile. Again, he's played both center and guard. So if they want to go with guard... Uh, I also like Austin Corbett, maybe not in the first round, but I do like Austin Corbett as a potential pick down the line. And I think if you want to go even a little deeper into the draft, Sam Jones out of Arizona State I think is another intriguing option. But if the Panthers do want to go guard with that first pick, there should be a few options. And on win, too, he can also play tackle. In fact, that is what he played at Georgia, and I think he has the ability to play both, but maybe early on to start, he'll kick inside. So the question, of course, will be who's there at 24. Um, but they're likely going to have all those all those possibilities. So it's really going to be intriguing to see what they do, but at least with these couple drafts so far... You can kind of see now that interior, or I should say, the trenches. The trenches seem to be kind of the popular opinion 
in terms of who the Panthers are going to go with with that first-round pick. Now, again, safety is definitely an option as well. You know, I know there's people banging the table for Justin Reed, the safety out of Stanford. Um, I also like Deshaun Elliott. And again, these aren't necessarily first-round picks, but I like Deshaun Elliott out of Texas. I like Quinn Blanding out of Virginia. I like Marcus Allen out of Penn State. So I, th I think this will allow the Panthers to be a little bit flexible in their strategy. I don't think they necessarily have to zero in on a particular position in round one. You know, I know I know people are going to want like a big name receiver, but you can get a good receiver in the second or third round. You can get a guy like Christian Kirk later in the draft. You can get a guy like say Dante Pettis later in the draft. Deshaun Hamilton. There's some good receivers in rounds two, three, four. Jaleel Scott. You know, Jaleel Scott was one of my favorite receivers at the Senior Bowl, and you know, such a smooth route runner. I, I think he would do pretty well, too. You know, obviously it would give them two big-body guys, but, you know, Scott's a guy that I think can make it work. So I don't think you necessarily have to go receiver in round one. You know, may, maybe they go defensive line, but, you know, Get, Dave Gettleman's not there anymore, the one that basically brought in all these defensive linemen. But it wouldn't hurt. You know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, okay, um, they have all these defensive linemen. They shouldn't go after another one. Well, Dontari Poe's only on a one-year deal. Kyle loves entering a contract here. Who's going to come in? What, what are they going to do there in 2019? Unless you feel really confident in Vernon Butler. Now, this year may... You know, maybe Vernon Butler kind of gets his chance. Maybe he gets some more snaps to kind of see what he can do. Otherwise, you may be looking. You may look to go defensive line, maybe in this draft. Or certainly in next year's draft. But in terms of the players that have been in these couple mocks that, I've, that I just talked about here... I certainly wouldn't be opposed to any of them. I would really like the Hernandez pick. That That's probably my favorite out of all these. And if it wasn't for the Ross Cockrell signing, I would really like Jair Alexander as well. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. But we still have a month to go and certainly a lot more time to kind of dissect everything and really make 
more fun decisions and just continue to assess who we think is going to be the pick at number 24. So with that, we're going to wrap things up here. As always, I really appreciate you guys sitting here. Listen to me ramble for all this time. Uh, it is always fun to bring you this content, just kind of talk to you guys, or at least talk through your speaker and welcoming me into your homes. I'll certainly do more of this. and Before you know it, it'll be draft season. Uh, it's an exciting time. Again, only about a month to go, so it's going to get here real fast. Remember, of course, to always check out the... The rest of the Locked On Podcast Network, uh, Matt Williamson covering the NFL, John Ledger and Trevor Sikmo with the draft. Um, they both have big projects coming that they've been teasing and are excited to announce, and I'm excited to hear what they are, so you guys should be too. So go check them out. And, of course, all the everybody else covering all the teams across all the leagues. It's a, it's a real fun time. So until next time, this is Bill Rossetti. Thanks so much for listening to the Locked On Panthers podcast, where it is your team every day. But for this particular day, I am out of here. We'll see you guys on the flip side. Take care, my friends. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.